fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, do we have a stacked radio program for you today for a post-Monday celebration. We're getting closer to the Thanksgiving holiday, what, two days from now already. Wednesday, we got Thanksgiving on Thursday, the Black Friday sales and specials and shenanigans on Friday. It's going to be one heck of a week, a shortened one. I know you are excited about that. Welcome into the Voice of Reason broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Multiple stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. Welcome aboard your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Oh, I love it. You ever have one of those coworkers or one of those uh, employees if you're a business owner? And I'm asking you because I know a lot of my listeners are business owners or are familiar with the business industry in some way, shape, or form. You ever have one of those employees that really doesn't do anything but works really really hard to look like they're trying to do something and sometimes when they get a project and you give them a project it's almost uh, to them they work harder to avoid the actual work than to just do the damn work in the first place you ever have one of those i've seen not in this industry i mean radio obviously you're just running around all over the place but in other industries growing up and different jobs that i've had i have seen those people especially working construction it's really wild to see that there's like one or two guys on the construction sites that will like work really really hard to avoid the job than to actually just do it and they make up excuses and they work on other things other than what they were tasked to actually do and then when you ask them about it well i was doing this and i was doing this and i was doing this and it's actually easier for them just to do the job, but yet they want to look like they're working really, really hard when they're not actually doing anything of what they're supposed to be doing. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from Joe Biden right now in president in the presidency. There is a disaster in our economy right now. We have high inflation. We have energy prices that are going up, which get ready for that. We've been saying that for the natural gas and electric bills going into the wintertime and the cold season. We have gas prices going up. We have food going up for the Thanksgiving celebration here in just a couple of days. And while they look like they're trying to work really, really hard to, to fix the issue, they're not doing anything. It's that guy walking around the office being like, hey, Aren't you excited? I actually did a lot. I did a lot of work here. I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I did a lot of other jobs here and a lot of other side projects. Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what Joe Biden's doing right now. There's a headline out of CNBC where U.S. is set to release oil from reserves in coordination with other countries to try and lower gas prices, doing something to lower the gas prices by releasing oil from the Federal Reserve on petroleum. I know that sounds nice. And he did a big statement today, and he was out in front of the camera. Didn't take any questions, but out in front of the camera. Uh, we understand that people are actually, you know, like dying here trying to figure out what to do with the high cost of living, and it's really expensive. We've tried to tell you for the last few months that it was a good thing for the economy, but obviously it's gotten out of hand and we can't contain the situation anymore. So we're going to find an excuse to try and tell you why we're going to work really, really hard to make it better. So he announces that they're set to release 50 million barrels of crude oil from Strategic Petroleum Reserves. That was his announcement today. 
Now it sounds all dandy. We're going to release some from the reserves. We're going to put more into the market because the theory is, is that obviously there's a supply and demand. And if there's a higher supply, then there's less of a demand or the, at least the demand can keep up with the supply that's there and the supply can keep up with the demand that's there and everything will be great. That'll lower the prices a little bit because the market's more saturated with the product. The problem with this theory for anybody that knows anything about this is that while he set to release 50 million barrels of oil into the market from the reserves, the United States alone consumes 20 million barrels in a single day. So thank you for relieving the market for a whole day and a half, Joe Biden. That doesn't do you know what to the market in any way, shape or form, except for relieve it for a day. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's not what we need. You're going to get rid of our reserves temporarily to lower it down for a day. So great. You know, going into the Thanksgiving holiday, you'll be able to get 20 cents cheaper gas just for the trip. And then by the time you get back, it's going to be extremely expensive again. And you can expect that to rise by this weekend. So appreciate it. Thanks for the concern. There are other things that we could be doing like, oh, I don't know, becoming more energy independent like we were under the Trump administration. But for them, they think that's crazy. We can't be energy independent we need to rely on opec we need to rely on other countries for their drilling and for their barrels and then buy it from them and then when their prices go up we wonder why it's so expensive and we just ask them to release more oil instead of just doing it ourselves there's a threshold that we should have to be like you know this is out of hand we're just gonna do it ourselves we're not gonna rely on anybody else what's the conservative principle that we go by we can figure it out ourselves I'll do it myself. I can't rely on anybody else to do it. I just need to go out and get her done. That's the conservative mindset that we have. And I think that's a, a really hard workers, people with good work ethic, people that are business owners. That's the mindset they have. I can't rely on anybody else. I don't really trust anybody else to do it. So I'm just going to go do it myself. They always say that if you want something done, you ask somebody who's too busy to do it because if they make it a priority, you know it's going to get done and it's going to get done the right way. That's the mantra that I've kind of lived under and I've been taught as growing up. And this goes as a country as well. We just need to become energy independent again. Now that goes against everything the Biden administration and the progressive left-wing Democrats believe in in this nation because they don't like energy independence. We're evil. We can't be using the oil. So their theory is... Let's release all this crude oil into the market. We deplete our reserves. We lower the prices temporarily. Then when they triple and quadruple after all the reserves are gone, we don't have any left and we're just so dependent on the little bit that's bleeding into the country. I guess we got to force you into like green alternative energies by forcing you to get an, an electric car because now it's going to be more expensive to drive your gas guzzling you know, Hummer or Jeep or truck than it is to just go out and get that energy independent car. Not energy independent, but at least energy saving car. That's the theory. But temporarily, we'll release 50 million barrels. Okay, thanks. We use 18 to 20 million barrels a day, so that's going to save us for a day and a half. We appreciate that, Joe Biden. Thank you for wasting our time. And uh, It is totally absurd. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe Biden, you have filled in the epitome of what Obama says. He's a jackass. Coming up on the program today, I'm fired up, ready to go. It's going to be a good one. We need to get you aware of this stuff because anybody with a half a brain understands this doesn't do anything to the market, but it really does set the tone for what they're trying to do in the long term. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we have Jeremy Murphy. He is the author of the book, Blank Off. 
you know, that big word that we're not allowed to say on the radio, blank off Chloe, surviving the OMGs and FMLs in your media career. We're going to talk with him about a woke Thanksgiving. Now, I'm not talking about like the spiritually active and spiritually like enlightened woke individuals. I'm talking about the lower IQ denomination, like progressive woke political sense where they're going to try and ruin uh, Thanksgiving and Turkey Day. How do you handle that and what can we do to prepare for it? So we'll have some fun with him at the bottom of the hour in his comedic relief that we need going into the Thanksgiving holidays. Speaking of the progressives that really look like they're trying to do something to be the saving grace, but not really doing anything to be the saving grace, do you ever think that they feel, I don't know, guilty whenever they make a bad decision and it harms more people than it helps? I'm very curious because while we as conservatives for the most part believe in like a tough love mentality, hey, no, I'm not going to help you right now. I'll help you up. I'm not going to give you a handout sort of thing or our children. You know, if you fall and break your leg, we told you not to do that. So it kind of sucks to be you sort of thing. I told you this story before, but what was she was three, four And uh, my daughter, we told her, told her not to be jumping off the stairs and playing on the stairs. Well, she felt like she had to be a Power Ranger at three, four years old and jumped off the third or fourth stair of the flight of stairs there and tried to do a kick and then fractured her foot. And she's sitting there screaming and, you know, Mrs. Voice of Reason's freaking out. Oh, my gosh, I think she broke her foot. And my response of, well, that was stupid. You're not going to do that again, are you? And obviously, I love her to death, but I'm not going to baby her because we told her not to do so. So it's the tough love mentality. Uh, but we still love you. We love you to death. You just have to learn the lesson so you don't do it again. When you tell them not to put the hand on the burner, then when they put the hand on the burner, they're not going to do it again. You have to live by the experience. And it's not a bad thing. My entire life as a kid and teenager in early 20s, my parents always called me the rebel child. I was the punk. I never listened. I never did what they said. Not necessarily true, but I, I always got kind of labeled that in some way, shape, or form because I was the, again, the punk and the rebel and just the, I just, you know, would go it off and do my own thing and I wouldn't just listen to them and just go along. You have to experience it. And while I made some dumb decisions, while I did some dumb things, that's the way you grow. That's the way you learn. Oh, you know what? Okay, they told me not to. But now I need to understand why they told me not to. Okay, now I have that emotional connection. Now I have that feeling. Now I understand. So I can tell my daughter not to do that. But if she chooses to do it, then it's up to her to experience that herself. You got to reinvent the wheel because just by learning at it, yeah, I mean, obviously, really, really bad stuff. No, you're not going to do that. I'm not going to let you and I'm going to put a boundary there. But you need to experience some things as well, just so you know and you know how to handle it moving forward. I wonder, though, on the progressive end where there's a bit of a, at least to me, now this is not knocking all Democrats and progressives, but just from the observation from the third party outside looking in, there seems to be like a lack of consciousness. The Jiminy Cricket on their shoulder telling them what's right and what's wrong. I don't see that a whole lot from the progressives and their mindset. They may have good intentions at times, but when it turns out disastrous, they don't seem to learn the lesson. They seem to put the hand on the burner over and over and over again. They seem to be jumping off the stairs over and over and over again and breaking their foot every single time, and then they still do it. There's just not enough bright crayons in the box in their mindset. There's not enough, There's a few screws that are loose in that mindset because they don't learn the lesson. So my question is, do they ever feel guilty when things turn bad? Obviously, we saw the car, the rampage that killed like five individuals, a bunch of kids that are in the hospital up in Wisconsin from the driver who was let out on parole 
unreasonably by like a $10,000 bail and it was super easy to get out and and it really didn't cause obviously it really didn't make him learn his lesson because he ended up driving through a parade and running over a whole bunch of individuals does the DA and the prosecution the prosecutor there feel guilty in any way shape or form the district attorney that let him out on a bond like that that easily do they feel remorse for their progressive left-wing agenda that everybody's a victim, they're not really a criminal, and that we should never lock anybody up because, obviously, they're just victims of society. When they get out and then they do something like this, do they feel the remorse? Have they learned their lesson? Or are they going to keep doing their same old thing and use an excuse and blame somebody else because, well, it's the evil society's fault, it's the cops' fault for, like, you know, putting them in that situation, putting that anger in their heart, whatever it is. Or do you think the DA actually says, wow, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have let them out. And I get a 2020 hindsight. Maybe we should learn. But moving forward, are we going to still hear progressives say, well, we need to let everybody out of prison? Well, we shouldn't have prisons at all because they're just victims of society. We need to rehabilitate them. We shouldn't be punishing them in any way, shape, or form. Because then you see the headlines here, and we'll get to this when we come back after the break as well. So our nice little radio teaser, according to the Daily Mail, for a third consecutive day not just one day or a couple hours but a three consecutive days the san francisco bay area has been looted on just about every store in a certain area by a bunch of gang members who have gone to raid jewelry stores and a macy's store and a walmart and a target they're just raiding everything for three days in a row why because there's a mentality in California to where they've lowered those types of crimes to a misdemeanor as opposed to a felony, so there's less of a punishment, and everybody thinks, well, I can deal with the punishment if I get caught. Oh, well, I'm going to go do my raiding. Got some Black Friday shopping to do. i got to go figure out what store I'm going to loot and steal from, including a Macy's jewelry or a, uh, a jewelry store to try and get my stuff for Christmas. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
at whosyourreason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at whosyourreason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, so we have the driver in Wisconsin running over a bunch of people at a Christmas parade. So, I mean, that's nice. They got let off on bail early and way lighter than what needed to be. A whole bunch of criminals running around in the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots all over the place, burning down cities, trying to protest because they're really, really angry, angry at the justice system. We have a third consecutive day, according to the Daily Mail, of lootings in jewelry stores, Macy's, and more. In the San Francisco Bay Area, with shoplifting, thousands of dollars in, in uh, stolen goods, hundreds of thousands of dollars in property damage all over the place. According to CNN, we also have three people arrested and 18 people breaking into a Nordstrom's in Los Angeles. And a lot of that in California due to the lighter criminal laws there to where if you do break in and loot and steal and destroy buildings, it's not a felony any longer. It's a misdemeanor. Because they don't want to be so harsh on people and they're victims of society. And if they're a minority, then they probably deserve it because of, you know, all the bad things that have happened in the past. So go ahead and do your thing. We'll just put a little slap on the wrist for you and let you go about your day. Because you really probably deserve this stuff that you're stealing. You probably get it and you can't afford it otherwise. You can't work hard to get it, obviously, because the system's oppressing you. You're not allowed to do that. So if you just go in and steal it and take it, then you're justified in doing so to some degree. The policies of the state of California... I don't get it. I love California. We have a heck of a lot of listeners and downloads in California. I just don't understand that policy, and I feel really, really, really bad for a lot of people that live in California having to deal with this. Drives me nuts. So with all of these issues going on, first off, where the hell are the police and law enforcement? Oh, that's right. We're trying to fight to defund police and law enforcement because as we hear from elected officials in Washington, D.C., they're completely unfixable. Law enforcement just needs to go. You got Ilhan Omar out there saying that law enforcement can never be reconciled. Law enforcement can never be fixed or tweaked or made better or improved. We need to dismantle them and build them up from the ground up again. I don't know how you do that. I don't know what that actually means, but that's what she actually wants. How you do it, I'd love to hear that explanation. That no one in prison should deserve to be in prison, including, you know, pedophiles and human traffickers and rapists and murderers and terrorists. I mean, none of these people should actually be in prison, according to the left wing, not just the Democrats right now. I feel really bad for the Democrat Party. I'm talking the crazy, radical, far left fringe that is now having a larger and larger say in the Democrat Party every day. I'm telling you, if you're a moderate old school Democrat which I know there's some out there still, I feel really bad for you. And you have to make a really tough choice right now. Either you start working to leave the party and become an independent or even come over to that dirty, filthy word that is Republican. I know that's a trigger for some. I know. <laughs> or you go independent or, or something else. But I'm telling you, or the other option is you fight to get your party back and call these people what they are. They are nuts. 
They are crazy. They are lunatics. They are dangerous for your party when they come out and say this type of activity that we're seeing in the country is justified and that no one should be allowed to be in prison. Now, when you question them on it, well, what about murderers and rapists and child traffickers? Well, obviously, they're like problems. Okay, what do you do with them? Do you want to shut down the prisons and completely get rid of law enforcement? I'm telling you, there are going to be more instances of the Kyle Rittenhouse situation that we just saw over the past year between when it happened in Kenosha and all the way up to the trial that ended last week. There are going to be more people taking matters into their own hands, and I know that's a terrible thing, but when your business is up for that, when your community is being attacked, that's the only response that you have. And I think, unfortunately, the progressive leaders... The radical left-wing progressive leaders, that's what they want. To demonize you, the gun-toting, Bible-thumping, right-wing conservative that's not going to allow that to happen in your community or in your home or in your private business, for you to stand up and do that, to continuously say that you guys are the problem, that you're the criminal, that you're the domestic terrorist, that you're the angry hate mobster with a gun just waiting for something to happen, when law enforcement's being sidestepped, and completely handcuffed in the corner when the radicals are out there causing havoc in the communities and looting because it's justified. And then when you respond, you're the evil, racist, horrible human being that just needs to go away. It's just more fuel for them to anger the population. And it's kind of sad. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one. Radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. I'm getting messages. No, I'm not trying to do the doom and gloom here. I'm really not. I mean, it's frustrating. Yeah, is it angering? Sure it is. What can we do about it? I know. Come on, man. Get a life. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's not the way to go into the holiday. What I am trying to show, though, is that there is some weird stuff going on, and we can do stuff about it. What we do is we reach out to communities. We actually disregard what the media is saying, disregard what the government's saying or the propaganda coming out. You just We just live our life. We just do our thing. And guess what? All the anger and the hatred and the division and the identity politics and all that garbage just kind of fizzles out and goes away and then they're powerless because right now when you're trying to justify looting and stealing hey there's a sale going on let's just break into the store and take it so then that's a sale i mean that's crazy 
When you start limiting and lowering the punishments when you do really, really, really bad things, guess what? People are going to say, eh, it's okay because the punishment's not as bad. And by the way, law enforcement's going to stop enforcing it because it's not even worth their time. I've heard from a lot of law enforcement, they hate doing like DUIs, hate doing DUIs because there's so much paperwork. And that's why in like the smaller towns, you see the cop that's like, instead of like arresting you, I'm just going to drive you home. Let's just be done with this. I mean, I've heard the stories. I've never obviously been there. I don't do that in any way, shape, or form, and I don't encourage that in any way, shape, or form. But in smaller communities, like law enforcement, it's just like there's way too much paperwork to even try and you know do this stuff. It's ridiculous. And the punishment, and then half the time, they get out, and they do it all over again, and the cops just routinely going back and arresting the same person over and over and over again. I don't know how law enforcement does it. I feel bad for you, and I give you all the commending in the world because you guys rock and gals rock, and I, you guys are the ones keeping society rolling the best you can with the restraints that you have on you. With that, let's shift gears a little bit and have some fun. What's trending today? So we are going into the Thanksgiving holiday here in just a couple of days. Are you ready? Is the food, baking, and the turkey all ready? Hopefully, I mean, I have my microwave on high for my Thanksgiving turkey, ready to rock and roll. But uh, along with that comes with the family. And obviously, we're in somewhat politically divided times. I have had a lot of family members being a talk show host myself, a lot of family members either say, you know what, Andy, just don't talk politics at the family dinners, which obviously what the heck else am I going to talk about? Because that's just what I do. So, uh, you know, they're a little on edge at times and you just got to have fun. But then you have the divisiveness about, oh, I don't know, religion or about COVID-19 or about the political issues. You're just, you mentioned the word Donald Trump and some just lose their mind. <laughs> So what do you do with deal with all that? I'm super excited to have our next guest on the program. He is the author of the book, uh, and I can't even say it on the radio, but Blank Off, Chloe, Surviving the OMGs and FMLs in Your Media Career. You can find his website at f-offchloe.com. Super excited to have on the program Jeremy Murphy with us here. Jeremy, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I am living the dream. I appreciate you coming on here. I think this is going to be building up to a really exciting holiday. Don't you think? We didn't get to do much last year because of COVID. So I think the crazies are going to be out in uh, double time, overtime this year. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and we need to really uh, think of what really what, what matters this, this Thanksgiving, what's really important, what brings us together, and it's Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, that is true. Yeah, the free Britney is, movie has finally made it happen. Yes. Yeah. Her freedom is our freedom. Like, you know, let's let's really concentrate on what's important this holiday season. That is true. That could be a uniting factor for a lot of families. Has everybody agreed with the whole free Britney movement? Absolutely. And you know, you also want to make sure there's no peanuts on the turkey. Yes. Um, or any any other surroundings. You know, there's one point five percent of the population that is highly allergic. 99 is not. So let's just rid the planet of peanuts. <laughs> rid Very the planet of peanuts. Is that the level that we've gotten to now? We can't make jokes. Uh, stand-up comedians are having a heck of a time. We see Dave Chappelle right now going through what he's going through. A lot of stand-up comedians are just having a hard time with any type of bit because, I mean, obviously stand-up comedians are supposed to poke fun at the current events and the issues and really make you think about societal problems right now. But you can't do that because if you say something that – a half a percent or one percent of the population doesn't like they're now the outspoken loud minority that just makes you feel really uncomfortable oh yeah they have the megaphone and you know it's a very a very small group of people in in our culture it's usually from academia or from you know some uh 
political organization or some coalition, and they're really writing the rules and, and they're shaming people who don't agree with what they say. Yeah. And so what you find is a lot of people are really scared, but a recent development is a lot of people are fighting back, which is what you want to do. A lot of people are spoofing wokeism or speaking out about it. Um, and that's how you fight this because, you know, it's about reason. Let's be reasonable. Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned that. How do we fight back on some of this? I mean, obviously we can poke fun, which I'm sure either goes over their head because they don't quite grasp the sarcasm that you bring. I love doing sarcasm on the program here, just spewing it out. And either they don't get it and it goes over their head or it enrages them to the level of something I don't think we've ever seen before. Yeah, you, you spoof them. You make fun of them. You use humor, um, and then you apply it to your life. You know, this is like kitchen table stuff. This is not some uh, pie-in-the-sky thing. This affects everybody, like from your workplace to your friends to being out in the store, whatever. It's really infected the entire nation. And so we got to spoof it. we got to point it out. we got to shame the people who are shaming us. Yeah, that is very true. Let's talk about the younger generation. I'm a millennial. I'm 33. And I, I apologize for my generation every day because uh, my generation has given us the bad reputation of the woke crowd or the uh, crazy radicals on social media, which I think has led to the lack of discussion and dialogue because of social media, where you can just call anyone a name and not have any remorse or guilt about it in any way, shape or form. But when we all show up to the dinner table and everybody's having a good old time, but yet my generation walks in and says that obviously I'm not going to eat the turkey because it went through the whole like, you know, slaughterhouse thing and the animals rights are more important than your rights. And, you know, Donald Trump was a raging, you know, fascist and so on and so forth. I mean, how do you live through a Thanksgiving with that mentality? Because you know that there are a lot of families out there trying to brace themselves for what's about to come. Well, you know what? Uh, millennials are actually better now because, you know, they come to the table with their, their values and their manifesto and their brand statement, but they don't judge you for not. These mm. Gen Zers are coming and they're literally, if you don't agree with them, you're bad. You're racist. So I would say I would go out with a millennial any day over a Gen Zer. <laughs> That's good to know. That's really good to know. Now, the argument, of course, that we hear every single year is that we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving because obviously the white man came over and oppressed the Native American. And therefore, it's a celebration of tyranny and of white supremacy and all this other garbage. What's the proper response for Thanksgiving this year? Well, I think what we need to do is we need to look at uh, uh, we need to audit who's with us hmm. and look at your dinner table. And if there's not enough, if it's not diverse enough, you need to uninvite people. You need to have a culturally representative dinner table. Um, you also need to make sure that your turkey is properly uh, identified by its gender. That's very important. You know, you want a she hen. You don't want, you know, if you have a uh, he gobbler, oh boy, that's that's supporting the patriarchy. That's, mm. that's going to get you in trouble. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, well, or on the other hand, it would be good to kill the male uh, he slash gobbler because then the female one maybe was pardoned and was able to live and survive. Well, you know, Kim Kardashian's doing that. Oh, that's right. He's, he's pardoning the turkey. <laughs> Good golly. I tell you what, uh, it's Jeremy Murphy, author of the book uh, Blank Off Chloe, Surviving the OMGs and FMLs in Your Media Career. Let's talk about the media for a second. Has this mentality bled over to quote-unquote journalism in the mainstream media today as well? Yeah, you know what the thing with journalism is? 
it's not that, you know, this wokeism doesn't get through the front door. It gets through the side door. What, what a lot of these people do is they go to the advertisers, they go to the sponsors and they go to GM and Unilever and Procter and Gamble, and they make some kind of controversy. And then these, you know, these brands are like, we don't want to be involved in that. And they pull their ads, mm. right? So media is scared and they'll, they're, they're hiding in their, they're hiding under their bed because they're afraid of their sponsors going to pull out. So it's very smart. So you're seeing a, a very red means, um, you know, uh, they don't, media doesn't want to talk about this. Right. You know, they're very scared of these people coming after them. So, um, and that's really sad because we need the media to confront this. We need media to say, this is a bunch of BS. Well, a lot of times the media supports that, doesn't it? I mean, they agree with it. And while they try to quote unquote play middle of the road, they're really in agreement and even use a little bit of the terminology once in a while. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, yeah, that is true. I mean, there, I, I always try to go mainstream. Like, I always try to look at, like, you know, the BBC or the Wall Street Journal or somewhere where I know that it's, I'm going to get fair reporting. Um, but, yeah, it creeps up. You know, you see some editorializing. I mean, I've seen so many things about the Rittenhouse thing that from both sides. And it's like, can someone just tell me what happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got about 30 seconds here before we got to let you go, but we want to play a quick little game here. And uh, the question is going to be, in your mind, Jeremy, what is going to be the most triggering issue at the Thanksgiving dinner table this year? Is it going to be Donald Trump, COVID-19, or the history of the Thanksgiving tradition? What is going to be the most triggering issue to bring those woke crowds to the dinner table this year? Oh, definitely a history of Thanksgiving. Definitely. Interesting. Even more than COVID, like the Absolutely. whole you're unvaxxed, so I don't want to be near you sort of thing? I think people are tired of that. I think that, that the new thing is let's go, like, let's attack. You know, we have to apologize to everybody now. Oh. You know, the Cleveland Indians, the Redskins. I, you know, we're going to be sending, you know, uh, telegrams back in time. You know, apologies. We're going to find a crime machine. Oh, that is that is interesting. All right, there it is. It's Jeremy Murphy, author of the book of Blank Off Chloe, Surviving the OMGs and FMLs in Your Media Career. Find him online, f-offchloe.com. Jeremy, great to talk to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving Absolutely. to you. We'd love to get you back on the show again soon. Anytime. Hey, appreciate that very much. There you go. Good stuff. Be prepared. Do your homework before you go see the family this year. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. Lots more coming up on the show right after this. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Office expire months in. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Thanks again to Jeremy Murphy coming on the program. That was a good one. A great interview. We'll get him back on the show. And he's right. The great uniting factor this year will be the free Britney movement that has been completed. We now have Britney Spears completely free. <laughs> And that'll be the uniting factor. Maybe that'll go over and be able to unite people away from the Donald Trump saga, away from the Joe Biden saga, away from the looting and protesting and rioting going on in California, away from the Democrats that have, like, allowed criminals to run rampant and do whatever they want to without any prosecution, away from all the issues of high inflation and the lack of gas and high energy rates and everything else. We can now talk about Free Britney as the great uniting factor at the dinner table for Thanksgiving. It is wild to me, though, that when you have this quote-unquote selective rage that goes on in society, there's just triggering moments for some people that just ruin everything because it just it upsets them so badly. And they just lose their minds. And is that going to be the great uniting, uh, the, the, the de-uniting factor, the dividing factor of society based on the history of Thanksgiving? We go through this every single year. Why would this year be it? Although it is ramping up, and, and Jeremy's right, we have the whole you know getting rid of Native American tribes, uh, you know getting rid of the Native American symbolism on different foods and products, getting rid of the uh, Native American heritage in different football games and different sporting events because it's really really insensitive. It's not, but that's what they try to say. They've gone after obviously the Washington Redskins and the logo of that, which by the way was done. In uh, the mimicking of an actual Native American who has honored that their tribe and that their people were being represented in a national football team. So well done. While you try to say that you're worried about the identity of politics, you're the one playing the identity of politics. I find that humorous. There's no level of intelligence there. It's just I'm going to be selectively angry, which makes me feel bad for people who are just angry all the time that have to wake up and they're mad. They go through the day and they're mad. Everything is just bad. I've seen people like that, and you know people like this, that you work with, family members, whoever, who just wake up and everything gets to them. Everything. The coffee didn't brew the way it needed to because it had too much actual coffee grind in it. It's too thick. It's going to be a terrible day. And they live their life like that. I've always gotten in trouble 
from my family, and even my wife gets mad at me every once in a while because I'm too much of an eternal optimist. I ever, like everything's burning around me. I'm like, hey, at least it didn't get my collectibles here. And then, I mean, the wife gets angry at times. The family, oh, my parents used to hate that all the time. It's not all good. There's always something wrong here. And I don't care. I was just always the eternal optimist. So not a whole lot gets to me. I mean, you should see the angry hate mail I get for doing a talk radio show. I'm, of course, the evil right-wing talk show host who's the racist and the bigot and the terrible, horrible human being, and they're going to come after me or whatever. I mean, good luck with that. So you can say whatever you want to, but it doesn't get to me because I just don't care. And I have fun and we try. I know who I am. And if you don't understand who I am, that's totally cool. And you can either listen to learn or you can just blindly hate because you don't want to understand the actual issues. Kind of like those that are like, well, Joe Biden saved the day by giving out 50 billion or 50 million barrels of oil into the market to try and lower gas prices. That'll lower it for a day and a half because we use 20 million barrels a day uh, of oil each day. So some they're like, wow, Joe Biden's there saving us. Intelligent people who actually care about what's going on with the issues realize, wow, maybe that's not the coolest thing in the world. Maybe he's not actually doing anything. We had a president of the United States that had no clue about the actual understanding of the Kyle Rittenhouse case, who said after the Kyle Rittenhouse case that he doesn't agree with the jury, but tried to promote unity and said that Kyle Rittenhouse is still still an evil, terrible, horrible human being without listening to the actual jury, not knowing the case, not knowing the arguments, not knowing any of it. That's the way progressives are. They, they're, no, they're no deeper than a shallow bumper sticker argument, which is why Twitter is their best friend. They can cap their argument at a certain amount of characters, and then they live by it because they call themselves experts. And when you try to unveil the layers of the onion, then that's when they get angry and they make it personal because they have zero depth to it. And I find it comical. Because you and I know where we're at. You and I know that we understand the issues just a little bit more than that. And when you call them out and you try to push them beyond that Twitter argument or behind that bumper sticker argument, and you realize how shallow their arguments are, then they crumble and we smile. Or if they do have depth, then although I may dis- disagree with them, I can respect them. So have some fun with them at the dinner table for Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. Let them go after how evil Thanksgiving is. When Thanksgiving was the actual celebration of unity, when they did sit down and work together and the Indians taught the uh, pilgrims how to harvest and how to grow corn. And they sat down with a big festival and they all got together and they all prayed and they all had a grand old time and they got to celebrate the unity between the people. And then obviously bad stuff did happen. You don't take that away, but you take the good with the bad and you move forward in evolution and learning and growing and evolving. What a wild concept. Something progressives know very little about. Podcast up in just a little bit. That does it for us today. Tomorrow's going to be a fun one. A special guest we'll have on the program. Until then, be your own voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Who's Your Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at Who'sYourReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.